in his Kickapoo years long before Gwyneth, Jennifer, or Angelina, local boy Brad Pitt was known to have dated Aunt Martha. Live to a hard drive, you're listening to Springfield's number one podcast about Springfield, Missouri. You're doing a great job so far, Dan. Well, Andy asked me to go ahead and do the intro this week, and we (laughs) see what that hath wrought. Uh, My name is Dan Howell. I'm Andy Carr. That fact came to us from Ben Factual, one of many Ben sent in. We're thrilled to have him. If you have a fact to send to our podcast, send them to fact at springfoodpod.com. Or anything else at springfoodpod.com, as we've established last week. I would really love to get an email addressed to hey dummies <laughs> at springfoodpod.com please do that that's a joke from last episode but still we need a we need a hey dummies segment uh or maybe we could just call all our segments hey dummies <laughs> we could just call the show that oh goodness <laughs> no, no no it would have to be the dummies being directed at us somehow <laughs> that makes it sound like we are calling our listeners dummies well you know what they're listening to this that should be the food <laughs> mail <laughs> segment hey, it should dummies. be called hey dummies <laughs> from here on out i love that let's do that from here on out if you want to send us a question to answer on the show <laughs> send it to hey dummies at springfoodpod.com <laughs> uh, how you doing dan i'm doing well um my belly's nice and full. We it just ni- had a nice hot meal that we'll talk about a little later yeah. in the sode. There's a story that ends with us getting food. Yes, <laughs> as all good stories do. <laughs> so we are finally going to talk about something other than Chinese food. I'm thrilled yeah, about it. Yeah, pretty excited. Although I still have consumed a good amount of Chinese food in the last week or so. I've had two yep, orders of general chicken uh-huh. this week <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> same same but with yeah, part of it was nephew time part of it uh hmm, hmm maybe the <laughs> listeners will hear a little bit more about that later <laughs> so this week we're going to talk about the aviary cafe Ooh. and crepery had you been there prior to our visit this week dan i don't believe i had i've always heard of it people have talked highly of it to me but much like most other restaurants no i have yeah. I've never been to it <laughs> This has been a real adventure for you doing this podcast. <laughs> it has been, especially this week. Man, uh, the aviary, that is something else. I tried to get him to go to the swinery with me, but <laughs> no such luck because it doesn't exist. <laughs> swinery, you were talking about the uh, barbecue and high-end wine place that I'm opening. You know what? Podcast over. We're starting a new business, <laughs> barbecue and wine. Welcome to the swinery. <laughs> Oh, boy. <laughs> I suppose our listeners are probably saying, why have you not played the bio segment yet? <laughs> They're clamoring for so it. So we should probably do that right now. <laughs> Clamor no more, listeners. Here is your biography segment of the aviary. <laughs> <laughs> Debbie and DeMarc Burgess had been together for a long time before they opened the aviary, long enough to have had children who had left the nest. In fact, it was during trips to visit their daughter in Oregon that the Burgesses would enjoy crepes at a nice French restaurant and think to themselves, Bergie, we gotta open a place that serves crepes. It was a logical decision. Debbie and Mark had discussed opening a restaurant for years at that point, Plus, crepes are obviously delicious, and nobody was serving them in Springfield. Mark and Debbie saw a niche, and they filled it. The early birds got the worm. The Burgesses didn't just, like, teach themselves how to make crepes, though. They hired an expert. 
Enter John Allen, a rare bird whose story is truly inspiring. The Burgesses connected with Allen through Victory Trade School, a local organization that provided culinary arts education for people who had successfully completed drug or alcohol rehabilitation programs. John Allen definitely met that criteria. Allen got hooked young and it got him in a lot of trouble. Enough trouble that he wound up spending a year in a California County jail at the age of 18. Pretty young to be a jailbird. Once Allen got out, as part of his sentence, he had to enter a rehab center for teenagers. Allen finished that program, relapsed, and then entered the same program again, this time on his own volition, and it took. Soon after, he moved to Springfield, attended the trade school, and met the Burgesses. They must have had a real connection. I guess it's true what they say about birds of a feather. In April of 2011, the trio opened the aviary together, right downtown, on the southeast corner of Walnut and Jefferson. After great success in the first location, a second opened in 2014 in Farmers Park, about five and a quarter miles away as the crow flies. John Allen's menu for the aviary was unique, especially for Springfield, and it was also progressive and ethical before that type of approach became more common here. The original aviary served sweet crepes and savory crepes and other French or French-inspired fare, but something that also set the aviary apart from other restaurants was that all their food was made from scratch with high-quality local ingredients. The veggie and meat all sourced sustainably whenever possible and hand-cut, mostly to order. Reporting from those early days suggests that this ethos drove all aspects of the business. The Burgesses even provided health insurance for servers after a year of employment, as well as a week paid vacation. However, after a four-year run doing the day-to-day -day at the aviary, the original founders had built their nest egg, so they got their ducks in a row and flew the coop. They were no spring chickens, after all. Ryan O'Reilly, heir to the O'Reilly automotive fortune and a business partner of Mark Burgess's, wanted to wet his beak. An investor group led by O'Reilly purchased an 80% stake in the aviary in early 2015, leaving 10% each for the Burgess's and John Allen. O'Reilly had already owned 30% of the aviary before that, so it wasn't a huge shock or anything, but a few little birdies have informed me that the transition to new ownership wasn't exactly smooth. That many longtime employees were not thrilled at being required to wear uniforms and being held to less flexible schedules. Changes like that are bound to ruffle some feathers, and some of the staff were mad as wet hens. But that's all hearsay at this point. It could be nothing more than a cock and bull story. Ryan O'Reilly was upfront about his intentions from the jump. Franchising, baby. Opening aviary locations all over the Midwest. That plan never quite hatched. The food truck is still around, and if you go to a Springfield Cardinals game at Hammonds Field, you can get aviary food takeout style at a concession stand they call... Aviary on the fly. I mean, come on, it's so corny. Be above that kind of thing, aviary. Anyway, the only aviary cafe outside Springfield is in Cape Town, South Africa. And I'm pretty sure it's not affiliated with the ones in Springfield. But hey, 
we've still got the two in town, carrying on the Burgesses and John Allen's legacy. The Burgesses themselves are still around, too. Mark continues to run his charter plane business. That's right. He's a pilot. He flies like a bird. It's a whole thing. And Debbie opened a shop on South Glenstone that sells flowers and other decorative items. It's called Flora and Fern. And if you go in there, you can tell that Debbie was definitely the driving force behind the aviary's distinct interior design. She's a tasteful person. As for the true hero of this story, the rook, if you will, John Allen, well, he stuck around for a few months after the O'Reilly takeover of 2015, even assuming a new title, Director of Culinary Operations and Marketing. But John Allen left a few months later to spend more time with his family. Maybe the job had become an albatross around Allen's neck. In 2018, he did a brief stint as executive chef at Touch, but he left before Touch transitioned into Char Steakhouse. I can't find any information about John Allen's current professional whereabouts. Maybe he got out of the business for good. After all, a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. It does look like John Allen occasionally does freelance catering for private in-home events, which sounds lovely. I wonder if he would do my next birthday or something. Um, anyway, if you ever duck into the aviary, you should know it isn't exactly cheap, cheap, but fortunately, the food is still a real pleasure to swallow. Yes, it tastes so good for the price that you'll feel like you're robbing the place, but if you eat too much, your belly will be puffing. Even so, eating at the aviary is a real hoot. Okay, so <laughs> let's lay this all out there. <laughs> Andy just played for me a what six minute long seven seven minute long bio segment full of bird puns of varying degrees of goodness. Buddy, I did that last Monday night. I've been looking forward to you hearing it so much. I had to watch Andy just lose it. At myself. <laughs> I'm, I'm literally crying. I'm so proud of that. A few observations. <laughs> Did not know a rook was a bird. It is a bird, yeah. Um, I've <laughs> certainly never heard of mad as a wet hen. You haven't heard that one? No, that, I know I've heard that, that one. one's kind of wild. I don't think I made it up. Um, this was, These were all things. I didn't look up like bird puns or bird idioms. I just knew. <laughs> You're just really smart about <laughs> stuff like that. No, I spent a long time <laughs> thinking about it. <laughs> I'm just really no, no, good no. at this kind what, of what stuff. I'm saying is that, <laughs> what I'm saying is that I know that I've heard Matt as a wet hen before, um, but maybe I didn't. <laughs> bird just is that anything? I thought about doing that, but I, you know, it seemed like low hanging fruit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, glad you didn't go for any of that. <laughs> you, you, I don't understand. We had dinner together the other night. We we sat there for 90 minutes. I wanted so badly to tell you about this. Oh, yeah. I think <laughs> you, you alluded to it 
but I, I feel like I left that meal thinking that you uh, had produced something very tasteful. <laughs> <laughs> Look, there's a lot of good information in there, right? There is, as, as always. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the John Allen story is really great. Yeah. It's really cool. And it just, I don't know, it's kind of heartwarming. And I don't think I only made one pun during this part. <laughs> Those aren't all puns. There are puns, idioms, and maybe a portmanteau or two in there as well. We workshopped probably four or five more songs that you could have used. <laughs> oh, we did. Yeah, there's as a well, lot of bird there's songs. There's so out many bird there. songs, so and many I flying songs. Didn't use Blackbird. Didn't use Blackbird. Um, that seemed like the most obvious choice. It's a little disrespectful. <laughs> I mean, Why? that's about like a civil rights movie. Oh, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> also. Yeah. Um,. But you, you really wanted to use the uh, I believe I can fly, right? Like, I, I had to talk Andy off on that one. <laughs> it, was just, it was just like, we got to use this one. The song's still so great. Yeah, I support R. Kelly. <laughs> no, I don't. That's not true. That's He's not bad. true. Even for a bit, Andy does not support R. Kelly, but he <laughs> loves that song. <laughs> no, I definitely don't love that song. So I like the idiot a lot. I've been there several times over the years. Um, I think the last time I've been there prior to this week was a little under a year and a half ago. Lindsay and I took my brother and my sister-in-law there right before my second nephew was born. It was kind of like last hurrah or whatever. Not really last hurrah. Just like celebrating. You know, this era is ending. Their lives are basically over now. No, no. You know, that's very much not true for them at least. But that was the last time I've been. We really blew it out, you know. Like God, we did the full appetizers, entrees, desserts, the whole deal. It's a nice place to do that. It right? is, yeah. It's it's a pretty. It's not quite upscale, but it's a very nice restaurant. Yeah, yeah. So let's get into our trips this week. I went three times. Of course, I really only intended to do two initially, but I ran it by Lindsay that we were doing that, and she expressed interest in going. So. We went to brunch actually before you and I recorded our last two episodes. So I'd already <laughs> moved on to uh, the <laughs> next restaurant. And sometimes you just wake up in like a fugue state, state at the restaurant that we're supposed to be recording. I, uh, <laughs> I didn't tell you about that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's all over the news. It's uh, very alarming, especially whenever you show up during non-business hours. Honestly, it kind of feels that way, <laughs> except it's mostly just because I spend every day thinking about those restaurants now, <laughs> even when I'm at my regular job. It's not like I'm neglecting my duties. I'm still teaching as well as I've always taught. It's just I've always got it back there in my mind. It's like, hmm, <laughs> bird joke. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into our trips this week. You hadn't been. Did you have any assumptions about it before you went? Like, what was the aviary to you having sh- never been? I would say at some point I knew they were known for crepes. I, that information had left my mind uh-huh. <laughs> at this venture. I, I really had kind of forgot about that until I saw how many crepes were available. It's just kind of one of those places that has kind of been held in high regard. I've always heard of as like a good place. I think I had seen some news pieces about it whenever i was a kid about the like their hiring procedures Mm -hmm. uh, in a good way yeah 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 yeah. nothing like (laughs) no like (laughs) slam pieces i didn't talk about that in the bio but after you know because john allen had been incarcerated they made a point of hiring kitchen staff who had also been through rehabilitation programs of various types which is so cool helping people get back on their feet 
Yeah. So I I really didn't know what to expect going in, um, except maybe kind of a price point. We did have a deal. We absolutely did. <laughs> we used a major saver card that I got to support the PTA at my school. Oh, absolutely. And that is kind of what enabled us to do an episode about a place this nice. That in a very generous happy hour that they have. What was the terms of it? I think it was like buy one, buy one, get one entree, free, get one entree. free. Yeah. Um, you got to choose from any of the dinner entrees. And they're pretty substantial yeah. meals. Like I, I don't feel that you normally get deals like that with like mm-hmm. I mean things you got of a, this price point. Or you got a sixteen dollar entree and I got a thirteen dollar entree and that little card cost me twenty dollars. So yeah. it's it paid itself off almost with uh this one trip. And both the appetizers but, and our dessert crepe, which we'll get mm-hmm. to later, were all half price. Okay. Um, so you're walking in. What are your thoughts about the space? It's lovely. It's it's yeah. it's a great like lovely open kitchen. Um, you kind of said later in the meal that they really just use the space because it is a very tiny spot, mm-hmm. small dining area going strictly by perimeter. But there's a high ceiling. There's two walls that are basically just huge windows, and they have a wide open floor plan. All that makes it spacious and airy. They really make the most of the space just on a seating design level. There's some ingenious work that went into maximizing the number of possible diners while maintaining you know, a comfortable, inviting atmosphere. I mean, you felt comfortable there, right? You know, we weren't like squeezed oh, in. yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think we've been to some places even in the course of this show that I've felt a little packed in. I'm a bigger man myself, too. So sometimes I get a little packed into a place. <laughs> uh, but no, no, very, yeah, effective use of space, as mm-hmm. you said. They have these low benches set against those tall windows and facing those benches are regular chairs so in the middle, there's this load-bearing column, or it's a pole, really. But situated near it is an L-shaped divider with seating on each side, including a piece of furniture that could be mistaken for another bench. But upon closer inspection, appears to be a reclaimed church pew. There's a cross engraved on mm-hmm. there, Dan. <laughs> it's frayed and chipped like many of the items in the restaurant. I don't like this phrase I'm going to use right now. But I learned during many years working for a major retailer, the name of which I won't mention, but uh, just to hint, the logo is a giant red target. <laughs> uh, this aesthetic is often called shabby chic. Ooh. I hope you can hear the quotation marks in my voice. Um, I think that descriptor refers specifically to items manufactured to look aged, new items like with pretend or artificial character oh, yeah. shabby with a ch yes what no. shabby chic <laughs> it's sh shabby well it's chicer to have a ch at the beginning of shabby. whatever now rogers <laughs> i don't think shabby chic applies to what the aviary has going on there's probably some artificially aged stuff in there but especially considering the church pew the church pew is key dan <laughs> I'm going off script You've here. always said this, actually. <laughs> Just in general? <laughs> yeah. I'm walking to the church. First thing I'm looking at are those pews. <laughs> always saying the church pew is key, and everybody else is like, please sit down. Service is happening I right say, now. no pew, P-U. My <laughs> <laughs> church talk this week. <laughs> there is. I almost said it's almost Easter, but it's not. It's yeah. not almost Easter. Yeah, it's, almost, it's really close <laughs> to Easter right now. <laughs> So, yeah, I think most of that is legitimately reclaimed old materials sure. that they have decorated the place with. And it's so well curated. You'd think a bunch of old wooden panels and relics would just look like a hodgepodge. But at the aviary, it's all been selected to fit this color palette of like warm, soft grays and blues. It's really, yeah, like you said, it's just a lovely space. And so 
I automatically like this place when I walk in, even before having a bite of the food. Yeah. I mean, I think it's up there with Cafe Cusco as far as like ambiance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ambiance. Yeah. We should maybe have an ambiance episode sometime. I'm sorry. An ambiance. <laughs> Please. <laughs> episode. And we should record it inside of an ambulance. <laughs> For some reason. Because the words sound alike. The crowd was really interesting. It was like an all ages crowd. It was a happy hour on a Monday. College kids, young professionals and older professionals, men and women, some retirement age folks, parents with kids. Uh, toward the end of my second meal, seated right next to me was a couple on a Tinder date. And I know this because like everyone on a Tinder date, all they talked about was Tinder. It was a really nice place to be on a punishingly cold afternoon. You know, we had a very cold week last week. Oh, yes, absolutely. But it's like 60 degrees right now. That's Missouri. Top floor of the tower. That's another thing everyone in Springfield talks about. Oh, boy, this Springfield weather. (laughs) That's what they sound like, too. Everybody's voice just suddenly starts sounding exactly like that. (laughs) Look, I'm one of them. I was literally just doing it. (laughs) Yokel. I had the same server the second two trips. It was a man named Matt. He was very friendly. He was also very professional. I got to say, and maybe you can chime in on this too, Dan, but he was very good. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. it wasn't in like a performative way either. Here's what I mean by that. He was hustling, but he did not look like he was hustling. He was covering the entire restaurant. One of the times I went, they were very busy. They had like two tables that were not filled. But he never looked like he was rushing around. You know, sometimes servers can move very quickly and look rushed. Yeah. And it like makes me feel guilty a little frantic. bit for wanting or needing something. I never felt that way with him. I just felt like he did an outstanding job. Lindsay and I went together for a Sunday brunch uh, last weekend. Lovely. I ordered the black and blue savory crepe, which the menu describes thusly. Mm. Blackened steak tips with caramelized onions and gorgonzola cheese wrapped in a savory crepe and topped with cream and blue cheese crumbles. I don't know the word that comes after. It's a certain type of cream and I can't pronounce the name, so I'm not trying. F-R-A-I-C-H-E. Fresh? Like creme fresh? I think that's creme fresh. Creme fresh. I'm dumb. <laughs> hey, dummies. at springfoodpod.com. <laughs> Tell us how to say stuff. I almost always order sweet breakfast options, but that morning, for some reason, I couldn't resist the desire to try that combination of charred beef and sharp cheese. That sounds great. It did not disappoint, Dan. Even though the steak wasn't, I wouldn't have described the steak as, as blackened, but it was more like medium well, still really tender and juicy. The gorgonzola had melted a little inside the crepe. All the stuff is stuffed. All this stuff is stuffed <laughs> inside the crepe. And it mixed, the cheese mixed with the caramelized onions to become kind of a, like a lovely savory sauce with just a hint of sweetness from those caramelized onions. And I probably ranted about this before on or off mic. I don't know. Something a lot of restaurants do that I hate is use the phrase caramelized onions on their menu and then just serve you grilled onions. They're, oh, yeah. They're just cooked down yeah. wilted onions. Mm-mm. No. No. Those are two very no. different preparations it takes at least half an hour to properly caramelize onions and it probably should take longer mm-hmm. and you gotta get them deep rich dark brown and i'm happy to report that the aviary serves actual caramelized onions they're very good dan they're very I, good i wish i would have had them with something oh that was your mistake <laughs> You just had to have that pork chop. <laughs> oh, God. Could you put some caramelized on- onions on top of my pork chop, please? Now, it would have been great. 
those caramelized onions, uh, we had a caramel uh, crepe later. Uh huh. Great connection. Uh, similar in any way. <laughs> so with that savory crepe that I got, all the flavors present complemented each other, and yet they were all distinct. None of them mushed together. You know, you can get that just big mash sure. of flavor that doesn't really even taste like anything. Even with multiple tastes in my mouth at once, it was easy to pick each one out. And that's not like a brag about a sophisticated palate because I don't have one. <laughs> but it's really a testament to how much craft and care went into those recipes and into cooking them. Yeah, that looked really good. I did not go for it because A, it was not a part of right, the not a dinner deal entree. that we had. But also don't love blue cheese. I'm, I'm oh. pretty turned off by it every time. I, something about the way it hits me in the nasals. I, I don't like. Huh. You know, like at the no, back of smells. your nose, like that tingling. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just don't like it. I am not the biggest fan of the smell, but I like the taste a lot. It, there is kind of a disconnect between the smell and the taste of blue cheese. Maybe with a juicy steak. I don't know if I've ever actually had Maybe it just in some orange steak. juice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> blue cheese juice. I'm writing down frantically. So I would be remiss if I didn't mention what Lindsay ordered, which was a sandwich called the Humble Brag, unwittingly named for the late great comic genius Harris Whittles. Ooh. One of mine and Dan's favorite entertainers until his death. May he rest in peace. Still one of my favorites, I'd say. Yeah, he's They're very so much great. like it. <laughs> Analyze fish, man. Ooh, doesn't get much better. Yeah, one of the greatest mm-hmm. podcast legend. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> I I I miss him. Like I, I actively miss this person. I never met. It's legitimately met. It's been a many bummer. Years. Yeah, and it's it's I, actually this is around the anniversary. Oh, really? Of his passing sometime yeah. in February. Yeah. R.I.P. Harris Wood yeah. was one of the greatest. From two dudes who don't know you yeah yeah d- didn't all. know you just loved your work okay that sandwich the humble brag has bacon and egg on a giant fluffy croissant and it was buttery and it was delicious i'm not a big bacon person or an egg person despite the shirt that i'm wearing Yeah, you're literally wearing a bacon <laughs> and egg shirt <laughs> a student had the shirt on and i researched whether they made an adult version whenever I had a break that day and I ordered it immediately. <laughs> it's a bacon and egg skull and crossbones yeah. shirt that I wore on purpose today since we're talking about kind of a brunch place. <laughs> Dan didn't say anything Only about me. it. <laughs> Only for me. No. No, I would never. <laughs> I wound up cleaning Lindsay's plate when she'd finished. It was that good and she only ate half of it because she has self-control, you see. Uh, there was a time when Lindsay would have called the humble brag her favorite breakfast sandwich in town. I'm not sure if she still feels that way, but look, it means something that she said at once. I love a and breakfast look, sandwich. The woman knows a good sandwich. That makes me really, really want to try that. that mm-hmm. I, I might go out of my way to go get that now. My second trip, I went during happy hour because I have that great happy hour and I tried the Brussels sprouts crispers. If you think I king crispy which i'm calling myself right now <laughs> that's k and c because it's not crispy like crispy cream even though my last name starts with a k that would be very funny king crispy could resist something called a crisper you're a fool <laughs> 21st century crisp boy man over here <laughs> crisp boy Chris, 21st century crisp boy man. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'm changing my Instagram bio. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> it For a long time, it has said Lenny Kravitz deep cuts with a Z for the cuts, which I think is so funny. <laughs> I, I will never change it. The menu says these sprouts are fried crispy, then tossed in olive oil, garlic, and lemon, then topped with pickled onions. Gotta say, and Dan, you got some of these too when we went together. They weren't as crispy as I'd like. I've had crispier Brussels sprouts. 
if you're going to call something a crisper, you better make it crispier than this, <laughs> Burr. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wasn't quite as crispy as I think they let on. However, I do like more of a cooked through wet <laughs> Brussels sprout. You like a wet bruss. I, I, I'm a big fan of a wet bruss um, <laughs> cooked through for a long time. I, I like the uh, kind of mushiness of mm-hmm. it. I think the primary taste was oil. Yeah. I wish there had been more seasoning. We're still pretty tasty. I mean, oil's fat, fat's delicious, and I recommend getting them and adding salt liberally. At the half price happy hour menu price, it was two fifty, so well worth two dollars and fifty cents. Yeah, totally. I also got the bacon jam, and I'm looking at my notes and realizing that I actively discouraged Dan from ordering that when we went. <laughs> I don't know why, because my notes are very positive. <laughs> pretty sure I was like, yeah, I don't get that. I think you told me actually not to get the Brussels sprouts oh. because you said that you weren't a big fan of them the time before. Okay. And I, I'm a bit of a breast boy, so. I breast boy. <laughs> the bacon jam, it's served with this crunchy, warm garlic crostini, and the jam is cold, sweet, and rich. It's, it's pretty awesome. The jam is a bit of a misnomer. It's not exactly jam. It's shredded bacon and caramelized onions, and obviously those to- two things are great, yeah. so say no more yeah it also comes with cream cheese when you take the crostini spread a layer of cream cheese and a layer of bacon jam it's pretty special the kind of thing that's <laughs> going to challenge your self-control fill you up before dinner i don't know your opinions about that kind of thing but i'm like just bring me out one piece of bread don't give me the whole bowl i'm gonna fill up i i disagree bring me the whole bowl (laughs) bring me all that bread baby look i don't know what being full feels like i just keep eating yeah it's kind of an issue i tried to order a tank seven off the menu that's a delicious boulevard farmhouse beer quite possibly my favorite like summertime fall beer because it's it's light but also very flavorful my server told me they didn't have it that both aviary locations share the same menu but the downtown building's historical status code prevents the addition of beer taps yeah very interesting yeah so i ordered a glass of house red wine which arrived in a glass that was warm uh it was probably freshly washed and dried which is good and obviously wine is served room temp so it didn't really matter it was just surprising when i first touched the glass it was a hot glass I, I like my wine a little warm oh I like warm throw wine? it in the microwave for about 20 <laughs> seconds <laughs> micro wine get some bubbles going <laughs> Dan, when you and I went together, I took a recommendation from a a mutual friend of ours, an esteemed comrade of mine with a taste for French cuisine, a man Uh who lived in France for a time, a man whom I've known for almost 30 years now, since I was a small boy, because he was a baby, because he's my brother, (laughs) Jeffrey. (laughs) He told me to order the Poulet Perdu, the chicken and French toast, which sounds suspiciously more like a Southern American dish than a French dish. I mean, it's still French toast, but... They put fried chicken on it, buttermilk fried chicken, and they give you maple syrup and honey as well as some of that pecan bacon. Now, I got to say that I'd had an awful lot of fried chicken the last four weeks, most of it with, uh, you know, more Asian flavors, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I have, I think my taste, to f- my fried chicken taste buds have been deadened just a little bit. It was, it was very tasty. It was high grade chicken. Most of what I was tasting was the syrup. And the syrup had sort of permeated the breading and made it a little soft and mm, not my favorite texture. You know, I like stuff crispy. I wish they'd given me that syrup on the side. There's also that spicy honey, which I really Uh like. They sort of drizzled that around the edges of the plate. It was was kind of a mix between a plate and a bowl. 
Yeah, one of those where it's mm-hmm. got kind of long edges. Yeah. So tell us about your pork chop, Dan. The pork chop. It was served on a bed of mashed potatoes. Tucked in real nice. Some Said of the- his prayers. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was tucked into the mashed potatoes <laughs> like a little baby pork cutlet. The mashed potatoes, I would say, mm. were probably the highlight yep. of the whole plate. Like, there's a lot going on on this plate. Let me get through the rest of it. Please, Andy. Stop. <laughs> um, <laughs> Andy, <laughs> calm down. I'll get back to the potatoes. Atop the potatoes was some red cabbage, which I believe may have been pickled, but it was mixed with what I feel was that bacon jam mm-hmm. or little bits of bacon you in like, there. You like cabbage? I do, yeah. You know, it's good to be alive right now in the cabbage. Oh, Continue. Wow. Okay. Let's <laughs> <laughs> just go ahead and shut the computer I off. I drank so much coffee <laughs> before we started. And he's all jacked up on <laughs> caffeine. Delicious cabbage and bacon. I'm pretty sure similar to the bacon jam that you had. Pork chop. Nice, large pork chop mm-hmm. laid right atop it. Very thick drizzled with so much Dijon sauce, Andy. So much Dijon sauce. Wait! (laughs) (laughs) He saw me me going up to the mic and so made me stop. (laughs) Only because I forgot about the asparagus that's between betwixt the pork chop and this bed of taters, cabbage, and bacon. It's like like support beams. Yes. For the bed. Covered in a Dijon sauce. Like a box also topped with mushrooms, thinly sliced, and some delicious thin sliced, I believe, Granny Smith apples, some kind of green apple. Oh, yeah, Very granny. thin slices of those. <laughs> <laughs> this was very good, Andy. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> it had me writing home to my granny. <laughs> God rest her soul. It had me writing home to my blacksmith. Smith, Granny Smith. Oh, okay. Yep. <laughs> wow. Oh, boy. <laughs> this is a good one. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say those potatoes, of all that was on the plate, of all the delicious accoutrement, the potatoes were so creamy, but still like had a, a bit of texture to them, you know? Um, still had some fuller bits. Uh, certainly, I think, still had some skins in there. Mm. Just delicious. Top notch potatoes gonna factor a lot into my score today okay let me just take this opportunity to say that if you're not leaving the potato skins on when you're making any kind of potato dish you're doing it wrong leave them on leave the skin on you can leave the skin on you ever see the full monty no i haven't actually just saw it like two months ago weirdly enough and it's very good it's very funny you just it was just on netflix no i watched it with my lovely girlfriend Uh it was on hbo go she said she liked it we watched it together on a saturday full monty very funny (laughs) not just naked old dudes (laughs) though that would be enough (laughs) (laughs) speaking of naked old dudes let's talk about dessert (laughs) i got dessert two different trips obviously Lindsay and i well maybe not obviously because i'm definitely a person who would order dessert after breakfast sure but Lindsay and I didn't get dessert the first time we went, but when I went by myself, I tried the limoncello crepe, which Mm -hmm. is kind of one of their signature dishes. This is obviously a sweet crepe. It's stuffed with mild, creamy mascarpone cheese and then covered, and I mean covered, with berry compote. 
Served alongside the crepe was more lemon curd, as well as what the menu calls torched marshmallow fluff. Ooh. And Dan, I gotta say, the fluff was the stuff. You gave me the names of these and asked which one sounded the least appealing. Mm -hmm. Had I known about that toasted marshmallow fluff, now I'm not even a big fan of marshmallow, but had I known, I don't think I would have called out the limoncello as my bottom choice. Mm. I, I may have misled you. I'm sorry. No, no, it's fine. I, I was still very impressed we, with the one that we got. We had my top choice Ooh. whenever we ate later, which I'll, we'll get to it. Mm. That torch marshmallow fluff really made the dish. It leveled out the pretty much overwhelming sweetness of the fruit because it is so much fruit. And it was like sickly sweet. Like some bites were almost sour. It, you know, it can be so sweet that it's sour. Oh, yeah. Like it's not just sour. This is a separate type of sour. It's just so crazy sweet. It's blueberry, raspberry, strawberry, all kind of stewed together and dumped in front of this U-shaped rolled crepe. Lemon curd was the best part. Buttery and not as sour as I expected. You, know, sure. you expect lemon to be sour. I'm hard to please when it comes to lemon curd because my friend Michelle, who I've mentioned several times in the podcast, she makes an amazing homemade version. But this one here is pretty strong. Overall, limoncello crepe, a little much for me, too much fruit, too sweet. Wouldn't be my top choice on another visit, but I wouldn't have ordered it in the first place if not for this podcast. Sure. I probably would have gotten the dessert that you and I got, which was... Which was... Which was... The salted caramel crepe. Tell us about that, Dan. Caramel or caramel? I would have always said caramel, but yeah. I, don't, I think either one's acceptable. I mean... I think saying caramel is leaving out an A, but I do prefer that. Yeah. Anyway, you've got a delicious, sweet crepe covered. 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 In house-made caramel drizzle mm. sauce and I think a little powdered sugar on yeah. there. Am I right? Mm -hmm. It's delicious, folks. Yeah. I don't know what else to say it's about the caramel crepe i don't know another place in town that you can get caramel that is clearly made in-house and is this good oh yeah when eating it i could picture the copper pot it was mm -hmm. being stirred in so good it was really special that sauce was so good that i was being a gross person who was just scooping up oh, forkfuls yes. of sauce after the crepe was long <laughs> yeah, Andy gone. was apologizing like, to me. i'm sorry about this man <laughs> And he walked out, left me to pay the check. <laughs> uh, that's normal. We've got one more thing to get we've into, left something though, out. Andy. We've um, left it out on purpose. Something we've explicitly left out, because you've got a little something to say about the aviary palm frites. Please, Andy, get I into it. I had them all three trips, and I had them all three trips for a reason. Dan, buddy, we got to talk frites. Palm frites. Palm frites. I'm a freak for the frites. I'm a freak freak. You know why I'm a freak freak, Dan? Why? Because these freaks make me freak. <laughs> I freak for the freaks. Dan, are you are you a fellow freak freak? A friend who freaks for the freaks? You know, um, I don't know that I have your enthusiasm for these freaks. Who I've does? had them one single time. They were very good. But I, I don't know if I could categorize myself as a freak freak just yet. But uh, <laughs> try and turn me. Here's how the menu describes the palm frites the aviary classic they got it right so far double fried potatoes with truffle oil and salt served with our house garlic aioli but dan they leave out some crucial details the menu does not mention that these puppies are razor thin and crispy and crunchy dan 
I assume they have somebody on staff whose only job is to just sit there all day and shave potatoes with an X-Acto knife. So thin. Aviary should sell branded X-Acto knives. Call them, I don't know, bird knives <laughs> or something. <laughs> they slice them thin, they fry them up, and they fry them again. And when you bite them, it's all salt and crunch, and it's just fantastic. One of the best fried potatoes in town. They're so good that I get why they don't call them French fries, even though they're a French recipe and they're fried potatoes. And plus, there's the garlic aioli. Yeah, it's just fancy mayonnaise. I know. You don't have to tell me. But who cares? It's a perfect compliment to the frites. They're so good. Now, we talked about adding these to the Pantheon. Mm-hmm. But I'm afraid, Dan, that you haven't had them in earnest. I think when you had them, they weren't top-notch, even though you liked them. From what you described, honestly... I think they would maybe be Pantheon worthy had you not talked up how much better they could be. I did not know that they were supposed to all be ultra crispy. Mm -hmm. Our batch that we had whenever we shared a lovely meal together was about half soft, half ultra crispy. Mm -hmm. I kind of like that ratio personally in some fries. That's fair. But the crispy ones I can easily say were the best of them. And I could see how that's how the entire batch was supposed to be. Yeah. Well, I think if this podcast has a motto, if we were to have a logo with like a Latin, you know, saying underneath the logo, the Latin words would stand for consistency is important. It's actually Con- probably about 10 for different phrases it could say. Consistu but. item de impor tantu. Tantium. Yeah, Tantium. sure. That's probably pretty close. So look, maybe at some point we can induct these into the Pantheon. But look, there's a lot of competition with fries in town. But these aren't fries is the thing. They're frites. I mean, I believe palm frites directly translates to apple fries. Does it? A, uh, a potato is actually a palm de terre, apple of the earth. Wow. In French. Why do we have that lake called that around here? It's, yeah, it's liter- that lake is literally called p- potato. It's potato lake. Is it because um, it's a man-made lake where people throw their uh, potato peels or something? <laughs> their trash? I mean, I guess maybe it's they're more going for apple of the earth. Dan, what if I told you that I had some leftover frites in the fridge. Oh, my goodness, Andy. I would be <laughs> so excited. Should we do a, a segment of the reheat? Oh, I'm glad this segment has outlasted <laughs> Chinese New Year. Here it comes. Our first ever non-Chinese reheat. Hit it, boys. We got a problem. It's major crime. Get to know your enemy, boys. Every big-time crew has been busted. These are the guys who took them down. Full disclosure, we didn't heat them up. They're still great. That's lovely. Yeah. Any no aioli left. No aioli. Do we need them? Do we need it? We don't need it. I think they are um, excellent without the aioli. Mm-hmm. But I kind of feel like I'm on the set of do the right thing because you can call me Danny aioli, baby. <laughs> I love that aioli. Give it to me every time. Man. Yeah. So let's talk birdhouses we moved we, we can move from tea houses to birdhouses how many birdhouses would you rate the aviary dan well transitioning off of danny aioli um john Turturro kind of looks like a bird so <laughs> that's something right <laughs> just do with that what you right. will listeners i'm trying to justify giving it 4.5 mm-hmm. birdhouses for some reason and i don't know why i don't know why i'm even trying to do that 
This is a five birdhouse establishment. Oh, man. I just feel like maybe we're throwing these fives out there a little flippantly. I know. But it's so good, Andy. That's I don't, crazy. I don't see that. how I can. Like, I have the exact same feeling. Yeah. For some reason, I feel like I shouldn't give it a five, but I have no basis for that. None. I have none. I love the story of the place. Well, at least I love the John Allen part of the story. You know, the, the frites are a little inconsistent. Oh, but I'm always excited to go Is there. It- all three of my trips this week were delicious. When you go at happy hour, it's relatively affordable. It's a great date night spot. We, you and I had a good date there. <laughs> five. Five. Yeah. Five. It's got to be five. Birdhouses. It's got to be Carrot. Carrot. We got a, we got a perfect 10. Carrot, you haven't been here for a few weeks. <laughs> Karen's marking that down. She's also marking down the week that she missed during Chinese yeah. New Year. I didn't she know takes she was Chinese here. New Year off every year. I thought she only worked Sundays. We're recording on a Saturday <laughs> this week to accommodate uh, something. <laughs> so congratulations, oh, yeah. The Aviary. You received two fives from Spring Foodimo. We'll bring your uh, five-foot golden trophy uh, by later this week <laughs> what if we just started printing out <laughs> stupid certificates and giving them we the definitely places? should do that oh yeah they say consistency is important oh, at re- the bottom <laughs> yes get ready <laughs> listeners you're gonna see these things popping up all over town <laughs> feel free to print out your own and give them <laughs> to places uh if we rate them only with our approval <laughs> <laughs> let's move on to our next segment what you Aren't you guys glad that's over? Andy, look, we may test intestines again. Oh, I sure hope so. What you been eating? <laughs> what you been eating? <laughs> yeah. What you been eating? Well, I didn't get a chance on last episode because it didn't really fit with the theme. But last weekend, I went to Burns Night at the mm. Dugout, which is an annual event that some uh, literate people in town put on to celebrate the birthday of the Scottish poet Robert Burns. Now... Matt Netzer, the owner and operator of the dugout, creates or curates a special menu for this night. There was like five different items on the menu, and they were all excellent. Lay it on us. Smoked fried chicken. So they fried the chicken and put it in a smoker. What? Fantastic. Brisket with horseradish. You know, house-made horseradish. Excuse me. Smoked salmon cakes. So they made the salmon cakes, and then they smoked them. I don't know if you're noticing a pattern here. They have a smoker at the dugout. Twice baked potato, which is probably the best thing on the plate, and you better believe I what? ate that thing like a hot dog in my hand. It's <laughs> awesome. <crazy. laughs> Parmesan Brussels sprouts, buddy. You would have loved them. They were mushier Brussels uh, sprouts, which was great. Goodness, they weren't called crispers, so it was fine for them not to be crispy. And it's a, some kind of salad. <laughs> <laughs> there, there was salad. It was it, salad was good. They also had Glenfiddich single malts. Uh, scotch you know Ooh. it's a scottish celebration sure. so i had one of those and i also had some kind of beer i don't remember but it was just a great time and a really cool event that people put a lot of heart into you have a cocktail hour to start and then another hour for dinner and then it's like an hour and a half two hour uh show where people come up and perform poetry or songs or 
different things inspired by Robert Burns or Scottish stuff in general. And there was some things that didn't even seem to have anything to do with uh, Scotland, but it was just a great time. And when I say like poetry, it was funny stuff. It was great. Yeah, whatever. And while I was there, I ran into a couple of listeners, which was pretty cool. Oh. Uh, Dan, not you, not but an, uh, there's another Dan who has been listening. I think from the beginning has always been very supportive and interactive with us online. I mean, full disclosure, I know Dan. We've been acquaintances for a long time now, if not friends. We're friends. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how friendship works. <laughs> uh, I know Dan is listening. <laughs> and I'm already like probably turning red. <laughs> Dan, right into Hey Dummies at SpringFoodMo.com. <laughs> anyway, I did want to uh, thank Dan on the show for becoming our first ever subscriber. Yeah, thanks, Dan. As you know, you can support the show by going to support.springfoodpod.com. Dan was the first person ever to actually subscribe to give a monthly donation to the show. So thanks, Dan. That's awesome. And I believe we're going to move on to the segment we've been teasing throughout the show. It's sort of an extension of what you've eaten because we just ate something Mm -hmm. and we're going to talk about it. We've been eaten. (laughs) (laughs) So Dan, uh, tell us what we're going to call this segment. Ladies and gentlemen of Spring Food Mo, welcome to The Outer Limits. What if I just played the Twilight Zone theme song? <laughs> That's all I can picture. I have no <laughs> clue what The Outer Limits theme song is. I, I've asked you to lay it in and post, yeah. but... <laughs> there is nothing wrong with your earbuds. Sit quietly and we will control all that you hear. The Outer Limits. You know, every once in a while... We eat food for the show, Andy. (laughs) (laughs) I just about spit out my clear American zero caffeine, zero calorie, zero sugar soda, buddy. And sometimes that food lies outside the bounds of spring food, Mo. Mm -hmm. It lies in the outer limits. So, like, Um, outside the Springfield city limits, you mean? Yeah, that's precisely what I'm talking about. (laughs) Uh, This is a segment where we eat at restaurants that are outside of Springfield city limits, and we try very hard to determine if they are, in fact, Mm -hmm. outside the Springfield city limits. And honestly, it was a challenge to figure (laughs) this one out. I mean, it is very difficult to tell. It is literally on the line, according to Google Maps. But this isn't just like a random place we decided to try. There is a story. Okay. So last month, obviously, was Chinese New Year. We're sick of us talking Mm -hmm. about it, too. Believe me. But we ran a poll. The event of the century. What? The event event of the century. The century. Okay. Yeah. The event Mm -hmm. of the century. Yeah. We ran a poll to figure out what our listeners' favorite and least favorite Chinese restaurants in Springfield were. Now, Dan and I checked this poll probably several times a day, despite the oh, yeah. fact that it, you know, it, it was every time you looked, it's probably like two more entries and <laughs> even that make that big of a difference. But one day I woke up and it turned out that overnight there had been somewhere between 10 and 15 identical ballots submitted. Now, I guess I shouldn't say identical because some of them had a different least favorite and some of them had a blank least favorite section. But each of those in the favorite section had a place I had not heard of called Orient Express. Now, this is all within a few hours and well, late at night. Yes. And it was about six to ten minutes in between each one. Really? About the time it might take to start a new Google account and have the oh. you know ver- email verification get sent to your real email and all that. So, it was a little fishy. And we discussed it and deleted those entries because 
Uh, I think I, I, we, we can't prove it, but we think somebody was probably trying to game our system, especially considering a lot of those had the blank. You know, if you're going to cheat, cheat better. Like, wait, wait, you know, six hours in between each one so that there's some other people that participated sure. as well. Space it out. Or maybe this person just thought way more people were participating. <laughs> or maybe 16 people in a row within six minutes of each other. And as I occasionally do, I ran my mouth about it on Reddit. I ran my fingers. <laughs> a little trash can hands boy. Um, people actually thought it was pretty funny because I was clearly joking about it, saying, we're never going to cover this place. <laughs> <laughs> well, cut to, I don't know, a couple weeks later, we're getting towards the end of Chinese New Year. And I we think received, on the last day that we recorded. Oh, yeah. Okay. I was scrolling through the gram, uh, checking all our DMs, all the thirsty folks that like to try and slide in there to get at me and Andy. Our fans are nothing if not thirsty <laughs> and hungry. Email quench your thirst at strengthfoodpod.com. There was a fresh message from Orient Express. A freshage. A very, a very freshage offering us a free meal. Yeah, and there wasn't even like, do you go if we'll we'll let you have a free meal if you cover it on the show? They said, hey, do you Nothing guys want to free that. food? Yeah, yeah, just free food. Just kind of seemed like they're fans of the show. Yeah, it was very um, nice. It was a very polite email. There was no, there's nothing weird about it. Yeah, just, hey, cool. You guys want to try this food? Yeah, took me a little while to respond, but uh, just before we recorded here today, right up here in the tower, went and grabbed some Orient Express. Yeah, gotta say, pretty good. It was good stuff. Delicious, yeah. I would say. I had um, extra spicy general chicken. Jan had cashew because he has a soft palate. I'm and insane. <laughs> soft palate, that's not right. But uh, it was good food. You know, we're not going to go into detail about it or anything because they're out of the city limits. And we don't cover places out of the city limits. But I got to say, at first I was a little perturbed by the, you know, voter fraud. thought there might have been a little collusion going oh, yeah, on. Yeah, a foreign body. Outside of <laughs> Spring Food Mo, mm -hmm. colluded with our very important election, <laughs> the election of our lifetimes. As they were we tampering with science. Yes. <laughs> well, I've shifted my attitude a little bit. Yeah, I think I respect the hustle. Like they, I think they also probably overestimate how many people listen. Not that it's insubstantial, but you know, <laughs> whoever did that's pretty thirsty. I mean, maybe they may have tried to game our system. We have no proof that it was the actual business that did it. It may just have been a person that really liked the restaurant. But either way, we wound up eating that restaurant's food for free. And thank you, Orient Express, for sending us food. It was very tasty. Yeah, thanks it was for keeping great. us fed. You know, we, it feels good. It's a call-in only spot. It's a takeout mm -hmm. or delivery only spot. They do it right. They sauce that cashew on the side. Big sticking point. Um, it was really tasty. And I would like to announce right here that we're going to be finding out some way. Check the Instagram <laughs> for details on how we're going to be giving out the remaining $6.89 yeah. on the gift certificate provided to us by Orient Express that we purchased. I mean, our they gave us time. a $100 gift card <laughs> <laughs> and we spent it all this morning minus that $6. Yeah, we spent, this isn't true. <laughs> we spent $93.11. I'm very smart. <laughs> we just ordered 128 pot stickers. <laughs> we had a pot sticker power hour. I'm, I'm stuck. <laughs> so, yeah. And also... I mean, we're not asking, but if you want to give us food for us to talk, <laughs> no, for real, if you want to give us food, we'll talk about it. Yeah. It, will, it may be like this and you may be, you know, uh, 
relinquishing your chances to be reviewed and full on the show later. But, you know, if you're a new restaurant and want us to t- talk about your food, we'll be happy to try it. Yeah, just give it to us for free. That's a pretty <laughs> surefire way to get us to talk about it. But yeah, thank you. Thank you, Orient Express. Uh, thank you for caring enough about the show to collude in our very important election. <laughs> and um, next time, if you come for the king, just come correct. Okay, Dan, we have one more thing to say. I know we're running very long here. There's something that needs to be addressed. Oh, please, Andy. Some's got me steamed. Ooh, like a pot sticker. Some's got some's got me hung under the collar. I'm like a like a boiling tea kettle wearing a business casual polo. Oh yeah, Dan. I would really appreciate it if you ask me why, Andy. (laughs) Why you boiling like a tea kettle? (laughs) I'll start at the beginning, Dan. I woke up this morning, took a little peek at my cellular phone saw a brand new episode of a podcast from Springfield. Uh-oh. So, of course, I hit play. That's yeah. how I start my Saturdays. And right at the top of the episode, you know what I heard? What? I heard this. Uh, thanks to Dan and Andy, or Dandy, oh, from the no. Springfield podcast. For Celebrity having, name. Yes, for having Dustin Knight not married or engaged or... Really anything fun at all. It's Lovers, just... you think? <laughs> Did you get that vibe while we were there? Had no. Life mates? No, I... Do you want to be invited back? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like... Sorry, uh... Dandy. <laughs> Dandy! <laughs> now, Dan, you know me. I appreciate a good portmanteau. I love to just mash one word right into another word that has some sound in common with the first word. Mm-hmm. I do it all the time. I do it to you, Dan, and you roll your eyes. Mm-hmm. It's horrible. Earlier this morning, I called the green onion a grunion and got no reaction from you. I really hated that. (laughs) I also do it in front of my family and they just all together pretend to be deaf, even though I'm the one who's half deaf. (laughs) Not scripted. Must be nice not hearing your own puns. (laughs) I'll throw out a witty zinger of a portmanteau at my students and they just stare at me blankly because they're kids and they don't get it. Generally, the only person in my life who thinks it's funny when I blend words together is my girlfriend. And she does it too sometimes. And it's one of the many reasons we get along so well. But Dan, Dandy, Jared, Doug, and Dustin calling us Dandy? Come on, we're not Dandy. <laughs> Look, it's true. We record in a tower. And when those guys came by, Dan and I were wearing custom fitted complimentary pastel suits and matching 18 inch top hats as we always do and even though we're both young men relatively and don't have any trouble walking we still insist on carrying canes Uh and sure we were drinking decades aged brandy from translucent crystal snifters and okay we're alcoholics when we're no when we're not on the podcast we speak with highly pronounced english accents and we only raise our voices when we're yelling at our butlers And yeah, I cut off the clip a few seconds before they called me polite and for some reason they called me handsome. But guess what, you Springfield podcast peasants? None of that makes us dandy! So next time you talk about us on your really fun hangout podcast, remember, we prefer Dan Drew. So yeah, a podcast from Springfield You were incredibly nice, guys, and we're so happy you came on our show, but 
You got called out. Yeah, take that, Jugston. <laughs> Jugston. Jared, Doug, and Dustin. Oh, I got it. <laughs> you did a triple portmanteau. Thank you for that. A trortmanteau. <laughs> and with that, this has to be our longest episode. Oh, and it's surely our best. That's what that means. Longest <laughs> equals best. <laughs> I've been watching the Avengers movies, uh, the Marvel movies, and I got to say, might hold true. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. But, uh, we'll talk about that another time. Wink, 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 wink. <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening. Next week, we're going to do a special Valentine's Day episode Ooh. with a very special portmanteau tolerant guest <laughs> oh i wonder who that could be it is are they tolerant of a lot of things uh one must assume <laughs> <laughs> so yeah tune in support the show support.springfoodpod.com send emails to hey dummies at springfoodpod.com <laughs> and um please share the show with your friends on facebook wherever anybody in your life who you think might think a springfield food podcast is cool please tell them about the show yeah uh people are listening but we know we know there's more people out there who would like it so and if you see jared doug or dustin in the street <laughs> you yell at them that we are not dandies <laughs> Hey, thanks for listening to Spring Food Mo. We really appreciate it. And if you'd like to support our podcast, guess what? You can. Visit support.springfoodpod.com. That's support.springfoodpod.com. Thanks for the money. <laughs> Spring Food Media. Good sewed. Yeah, good sewed, bro. Man, great sewed. That was a solid sewed. I love to just kick back after a good sewed, turn the mics <laughs> off, and... Just talk about how good of a soda it was. <laughs> I could drink a good soda, a sugar-free soda. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I love a nice diet soda. It's like that crisp. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> hey, hey, guys. I wrote a few songs about some birds. <laughs>